Blog Talk Radio. All right, greetings, blue people. Welcome, all of you, to Blue Click Radio Show. And this is all about our open and honest expression about our spiritual journey. And we're just here to walk one another on that journey and learn as we go along. So, thanks for listening. Um, I am Nikki, your host. And today we have Aaron and Sean. As always, say hello, Aaron and Sean. Greetings. I'm here. Greetings. All right. <laughs> so today we are going to continue. We're going to do a, a five-part series on the book, The Four Agreements. And this is the second part of the series. First part, we talked about more the introduction of the book and what it meant to be a domesticated human. Um which means that all of the natural intuition is basically kind of socialized out of you through religion and rules and structure, um, be it your family, society, church, parents, media, all of that makes us domesticated humans. And we talked about that in the last show. So if you didn't listen to that, go back and listen to that show um, which we did um, a few days ago, but you can find in the archives. And we're on iTunes and on Blog Talk Radio, so you can find that one in the iTunes. Today we're going to talk about the first agreement, um, which is be impeccable with your word. And that's the first of four. And um, Don Miguel Ruiz talks about how not only is it the most important of the four agreements, but it is also the most challenging to honor. And we're going to talk about what that means to us today and kind of what it means, why it seems so simple and it seems easy. Oh, yeah, I keep my word and I do what I'm going to say I'm going to do and I mean what I say, but it's much, much more than that. Um, It really talks about how we, the words that we use and how powerful words are and how each word is basically you're making an agreement with yourself and with the words that you, not only what you say, but what you think. Um, So we're going to talk about how powerful words are and how we completely misuse them and how we dishonor ourselves most most of the time by not being impeccable with our words. Um. So what do you, when you hear be impeccable with your words, um, Sean, we'll start with you. What does that mean to you? For me, it means honoring myself. It means it means placing myself in proper context. I don't think you can be impeccable with your word when you, um, when you place your validity outside of yourself when you give other people the responsibility of reflecting back to you what it is you need to see in order for you to accept yourself, it's almost impossible to be impeccable with your word because you have to then say the things that give you the response that you're looking for, you know, in essence giving away that importance of self to other folks in order to reflect back to you Um what it is that you feel you need to see in order to appreciate yourself. So I think being impeccable with your words starts with getting to the place where you place yourself as the chief proponent of what it is and who it is and why it is that you are what you are. You have to define the final word. You have to be the final word. 
And until you get to the point that you get, grant yourself the permission to be the final word, it's almost impossible to be impeccable with your word. Because, again, you're trying to um, get responses that reflect back to you in a favorable way. And once you play that game, then you're, you you have to play the game of um, appeasing folks or appeasement, if that's a word. You know, I got to say things and do things that, that, that grant favorability so I can then feel empowered enough to be whatever it is I need to be. So in order to be impeccable with your words from, you know, the way that I see it, is you have to first get to the point where you're able to go down inside of yourself and reclaim permission to be what it is that you say you are and, and, and have the strength to stand on that. And once you're able to stand on that, when you become the final word, impeccability is all that you have because you, you, you have no other choice but to be true to yourself. Hmm. But you can't really be that if, you know, galvanize enough consensus to to allow yourself to believe that you're X, Y, and Z. So in order to be impeccable, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you have to be true to yourself and whatever that means and whatever processes that it takes to get to that point that you become, you know, I, self, law, and master, then impeccability is almost impossible. Right, right. Um, yeah, well, let's talk about how he defines impeccable in the book. And uh, the definition that he gives is being impeccable means without sin. And religion, and all of us have a, a religious background, and most people listening do, and it says religion talks about how sin and sinners and how it re- relates to going against God. But in this case, and it is going against God, but God as in self. Um, so he talks about a sin is anything that you do in which goes against yourself, which basically means the same thing. Yes, so anytime yes, you are absolutely. not honoring yourself, absolutely. you're lying mm-hmm. to yourself, absolutely. you're not being honest with yourself. So it absolutely means going against God, but not the man in the sky looking down at you, waiting for you to do something wrong so he can punish you, but the God that you are as you being all that there is. Um, And so anytime you talk about going against yourself, um, judging yourself, blaming yourself for anything, you are not being impeccable with yourself or with the word of yourself. Um, No. Right. So, Aaron, what is your... When you think about being impeccable with your word, what does that mean to you? I think, I, I think quite simply it means to be honest with yourself and then from there to speak from that place of honesty. And it, it's simple yet very difficult when you let other people uh, influence what it is that you want to say. And right. We all know the truth as it relates to ourselves when you want to do something, when you don't want to do something, when you want to say something and when you don't say it. And um, it all comes down to why you're choosing not to say it. And if you're not saying it, even though it's honest and true for you, you know, I, I firmly believe that it, it can't hurt 
if it's true for you. You know, someone else's someone else's reaction or issue with what you have to say has to be their problem if you're speaking from a very true and honest place. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just being impeccable with your word is just being honest with yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, and that what you say about other people have to have to deal with however they respond to it. That's one mm-hmm. of the things that um you know, we we have learned to lie as mm-hmm. a form of communication. Mm-hmm. So we being impeccable with yourself has is so foreign and feels so strange to us that it almost feels painful because you have we all have been caught been taught that um, being honest first has to go through the filters of I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings because I don't want mm-hmm. them to have that clash on me and so therefore um, it's it seems like it would be something very easy. And I hear people all the time saying, what you see is what you get, and I'm always outspoken, and I say what's on my mind. But they don't because they don't even know what that is. It's such a foreign concept now, and it's very difficult to make this agreement because we've learned to do the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. You be nice, you be polite, you be polite, you sit down and be quiet, you don't make anybody mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Um, it's all about how you present yourself to make other people feel good. It's all about other people. It's never really about being honest. Absolutely. It's not about Absolutely. you know, being real Absolutely. or being truthful. It's about being being polite. We've we've been thrown into a trick bag. We've been taught to believe that our greatest aspiration is to have other people accept us. We've been taught to believe that our greatest aspiration is that other people adore us. We've been taught oh, that yeah. our greatest Validity comes in the responses of other people. So, you know, when you when when you're operating from the premise that your greatest the greatest part of you is reflected back to you, then you're at you're at everybody's whim. You're at mm. everybody's you know uh, uh, discretion. So you have to tread lightly. You can't just be you know brutally honest because that won't reflect well back at you. And we're trained that, again, our greatest aspiration is to have everybody that we know smile and have good things to say about us. Mm-hmm. And if, 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 if no one has anything good to say about us, that means that we're not good people. So when you're thrown into that trick bag, you're absolutely at the women discretion of everybody that walks past you. You have to be polite because you don't want a negative reflection. Mm-hmm. That's why I was saying, you know, you have to get to the point where the reflection is 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 it has no respecter of what it it it's it, it, it's irregardless. <laughs> I hate that word. Irregardless <laughs> of what you, that you say, that reflecting back to you doesn't mean anything because you're placing yourself at oh, improper perspective means that if everybody else is pissed off at you, but you're at ease with yourself and good. That's what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but we 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 had the exact opposite response where, you know, every we we have to have everybody pleased with us, even if we're totally egregious to ourselves and we're totally at odds with ourselves. We can deal with that later. But if everybody mm-hmm. is smiling and saying, "Well done, good and faithful servant," then job well done. We've accomplished our goal. You know what I'm right. saying? I mean, mm-hmm. yep. 
Uh-huh. Every every spiritual teaching that you look at and every spiritual teaching that comes across your face basically says the same thing. The kingdom of heaven is within. Seek peace within, not without. Right. Right. There's nothing outside of you that's going to give you peace. There is no one outside of you that's going to speak speak peace into your life. You have to get to the point where you can grant yourself supreme authority. And what that person says goes, regardless of what everybody else says, thinks, says, or done, or whatever the case may be. But until you get to that point, you're always going to be at the women discretion of everything around you. And, you know, thus giving your power away. So when you're powerless, you're, you're basically just blowing in the wind. Yeah. So... The only job or you're at the discretion of everybody else's back in his proper perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, he talks about that too. Um, impeccability with your word will also give you immunity from anyone putting a negative spell on you. You will only uh-huh. receive a, a negative idea if your mind is fertile ground for that idea. So when you become impeccable with your words, your mind is no longer fertile ground for words that come from black magic. Instead, it is fertile for words that come from love. You can measure that impeccability of your word by the level of self-love. How much you love yourself and how you feel about yourself are directly proportionate to the quality and integrity of your word. When you are impeccable with your word, you feel good, you feel happy, you feel at peace. So that goes directly to what you were saying. Um, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Right. You have and that's to the difference between living yourself. Go ahead, baby. Oh, I was just saying that it was. It's, that's the difference between um, your own personal heaven or your own personal hell. Because when Absolutely. you are at the whim of everybody, you might you wake up in the morning, you're having a good day, and you feel good, and you walk out of the house, and somebody says. Your shoes are ugly, and so therefore you're self-conscious about your shoes all day. That per you just allowed that person to cast a spell on you. That now yep. is in control of your thoughts and your mind. And unless yep. you have your own, again, self-love and personal integrity to guard you against the influence of what other people's opinion, again, that has nothing to do with you, and that is another part of the book. Um, you are just open to whatever anybody throws at you, it's going to stick. And that's why Absolutely. it's necessary and important to be impeccable with your word and to pay attention to your self-talk. There are, we, we, if you listen to how you talk to yourself, you never talk to anyone else the way some people talk to themselves. We mm. would never dream of saying some of the stuff that we talk to ourselves and we say to ourselves that we're stupid, we're ugly, we're fat, we're dumb, we're loser, whatever it is that you say about yourself, you never walk up to anybody and say that. Why do you think it's okay for you to say to yourself? And that is when he's talking about you have to be, being impeccable with your word is in direct proportionate to how you feel about yourself and your self-love. So if you're, if you're, it's going to balance that out. So if you're, if you have self-love, you practice self-love, it's going to uh, foster through your thoughts and through your actions mm-hmm. and through your words and how you talk to yourself, mm-hmm. making you immune to all and the all poisons the that people are spewing at you all the time. Yep. 
That's right. You have no other choice. Yep. When you place yourself in proper context, you realize that what everyone else says does not matter. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. a hill of beans. What you eat don't make me shit. You understand? What exactly. I'm <laughs> when yeah. you place things back exactly. in context, it can't. You you are immune to all the dark magic and the black magic that goes on and spews from the mouth of other people because you place them in their proper context. The only work we have, and we've said it on this show a thousand times, the only work that you have is placing yourself back in proper context. Thing else falls in line. Once you get back in right standing, you have to reclaim the throne. The throne is empty. Out mm-hmm. in the street with the peasants, and they're throwing shit on you, and you're just collecting it. Mm-hmm. You have to reclaim your throne. If you don't, there's nothing else you can do. You're always at the women discretion discretion of the of the illusion. Mm-hmm. You're out in the illusion, participating mm-hmm. in the illusion, and you're powerless because the illusion is greater than you are in that sense. Mm-hmm. When you give away your power, you've given it to the illusion, and the illusion then reflects back to you what you feel you need to have in order to feel uh, 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 validated in and of yourself. But when you get right. back to the point where you reclaim your throne and you sit on your throne and you make yourself the law and the master of who you are, everyone else falls subject to that because they don't mean shit in terms of what they say to you if it's not you know, in accordance to what you say to yourself. So all these folks out here trying to do the self-help thing and trying to mm-hmm. run out here and get with this guru and get with that guru <laughs> and listen to this person and listen to that person, if you can't find mm-hmm. a way to get back home, all of that shit is useless. It's true. If right. you can't get back home, all of that is useless. You can run to the far reaches of the goddamn universe and ain't nothing out there. Yep. It's always right where you are. It's back at home. It's where you were. It's like that movie, I mean, that book, The Alchemist. It was always with him. It was right where he uh-huh. started. He would always be mm-hmm. right. all of yep. that other shit. And, and the key was right where he started in the beginning. That's exactly what the story was talking about. That's exactly what the, what, what, what the Wizard, of, Wizard of Oz was talking about. You bet. You went mm-hmm. all around Robin Hood's barn, and she was right there all along. It was right yep. in your face all along. Right. You know what I'm saying? So until you get to the yep. point where you realize, you know what, I don't have to go to the far reaches of the universe to find me. I'm right here. And you, right you, you here. take all of those things that people have told you and the things that people have subscribed to you and the experiences that you have and things that you've colored yourself in, that shit means nothing. When you strip all of that away and you put yourself back into your proper persona, there ain't shit nobody else can say or take away from you or add to you unless you grant it. There it is. But until you get to the point where you're able to do that, then, then you know, you're pissing in the wind. Mm-hmm. Your word is subject to the wind. And your word is subject to the person standing in front of you. Or the, your word is subject to the people that you need to reflect some positivity back to you in order for you to accept yourself. That's too much power that you give away to other folks. That shit is mm-hmm. meaningless. Yeah. That's meaningless. And that's the biggest bag we've been put in. We've been taught that the cross and the people and the and the savior and the this and the that is somewhere outside of where you are. That's bullshit. And if you don't accept that uh-huh. then you welcome to hell. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's yeah. the difference between heaven and hell. That's the difference right there. That's the key. You can accept them or you can deal with them. But you know, mm-hmm. that's what it is. 
Ain't no bullshit. Ain't no dumb shit. You either go home and reclaim your throne, or you stay out in hell. Right. But no, that's what the choice is. Right. Either you're a hooker, right. you're a hooker for somebody else, or you're a hooker for yourself. Yep. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> no kidding. And, Absolutely. And nobody Absolutely. can tell you what you haven't already told yourself. All those insults you tell yourself that, all the, the negative opinions that mm-hmm. you, you tell yourself that, that's why it hurts so much. But mm-hmm. there's also, there's a bit of power yeah. in that because at the end of the day, you know, when someone says that to you, it's like, hey, tell me something I don't already know. Tell me something I haven't already said right. to myself. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If you see it and that way, you realize people, it. Hey, Nick, I'm going to need like five minutes. I'm going to need about five okay. minutes. Right, okay. and uh, and another thing, you know, especially in more spiritual and, for lack of better words, new age circles, people people think that being impeccable with your word or being honest with yourself means that you have to be perfect, and uh, that's another trap too. Uh-huh. Because if if the honest message that you have to say for yourself at one point in time is that, you know, I have these horrible habits and I want to rid myself of them, then that's impeccability because you uh, you are at least acknowledging the work that has to be done and then you begin to work from there. You're not expected to have already conquered and to be comper- perfectly, you know, sound and set. It would be wonderful to get to that place, but nobody is expecting you to have it all figured out. What's this? expect right. of you or what you should expect or ask of yourself is to just be truly honest with where you are and who you are right now so that you can then move beyond that if that's something that you need to move beyond. Yeah, I think um, what you said about the whole New Age movement, um, one of the traps of quote-unquote New Age movement is thinking you always have to be positive and you can't have any yep. negative thoughts and the negative thoughts start manifesting into stuff and then you're drawn attracting <laughs> negative stuff into your life. Um, and then you feel guilty or ashamed because, oh, I had these negative thoughts and now I've, I've, um, now I'm attracting all of this negativity into my life. And, and it's, it's a, it's a trap because, of course, you can't, once you feel, you have a thought and then you feel guilty about a thought instead of just processing and moving through the thought of where does this thought come from. Um, and to think that everything needs to be perfect or as soon as you start on this new age journey that you have to be love and light all the time. You can't say you dislike anything or you hate anything because you must not really be as spiritual as you think you are. Um, right. Yeah, that's a Taking the other side too. out of it. Again, things are supposed to be balanced, but I'm supposed to like, how do you work through anything or to know that anything needs to be evolved or progressed if everything is happy all the time and love and light all the time. How do you move through anything or how do you change anything? If everything is love and light all the time, what is your empowerment motivation in order to change? There has to be a balance Mm -hmm. there. So even people who are, and, and again, you're not being impeccable with yourself because you're not being honest if you say, I'm going to find the good and the love and the beauty in everything because everything can't be good and love and beauty, nor is it supposed to be good and love and beauty. And if you sit in something and say, this is good and love and beauty, but you're you're having a 
emotional response that is the opposite of that, that is sin. That is you're going against yourself because your body, your intuition, your higher self is telling you, no, this is not how you are portraying it. You're not being impeccable with your words because you are trying to appear to be one thing and your inner inner higher self is something else, is saying something else. And that, I think, is the trap of when I, am, when I become a spiritual being, you're supposed to be love and light and happy. And when you see people who claim to be spiritual and they are angry or they're upset or they're crying or they're mad, it's a lot, you get a lot of criticism saying, well, I thought you were the spiritual one. Why are you mm-hmm. upset or why are you mad or why are you crying? When it's all about being honest with yourself, where you are, how you feel, really being able to get under that and observe where it, all of that is coming from and be honest with yourself on where you where you really are, what your what your exact location really is. Um, right. And I think it's important to be able to, to, again, you have to have balance. You can't be all all good and love and light without you, without causing a very large pendulum swing to the other side. It's about balance. Mm-hmm. You want to meet somewhere in the middle. Um, Sean, were you saying something? Are you back? Are you back? Um, I want to talk about how, also in the book, he talks about how gossip is like one of the biggest poisonous spells that we have. Um, because basically, when you are gossiping about other people, you're saying that same thing about yourself. Because we, all of our opinions come from our beliefs, our own ego, our own dreams, our own limitations, and we create all of this poison by spreading spreading and basically spreading this poison to other people so that we will feel right about our own point of view. So we Okay, you said he's on mute. Um so we will talk about uh other people yeah, in yeah, order yeah. to gain a, other people's support and other and or to get other people's point of view to make ourselves feel more loved, more valued, more important instead of just being honest with ourselves. Again, we're going outside of ourselves and comparing ourselves to another person or trying to gain support or trying to gain someone else's opinion of someone else so that they're not necessarily looking at directly at us, which means we're not looking directly at ourselves and we don't want to look in ourselves to figure out why we need to have an opinion about somebody else's life journey what they're doing. Um, the fact that we have, we feel like we need to discuss or talk about somebody else in order to not see ourselves as not being impeccable with your words. But you, that's what, it's only one conversation that you're having. The conversation that you're having mm-hmm. is the conversation that you're having with yourself. If there is mm-hmm. something that somebody else is doing that strikes a chord with you that is completely egregious to you and it's just horrible and, 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 and it rubs up against you in a way that is detestable, it's because it's rubbing up against something that's familiar to you. And you're seeing that uh-huh. thing being reflected back to you and, it, and, and, and it's egregious because that is the very thing that you are. That, mm-hmm. that reflection is, is, is 
is is offensive to you. And if it's offensive, it's because it's rubbing up against something that's already present within yourself. So you know, you people say all the time, you mm-hmm. can't, you're not when you you don't say justice. You hear people say, you know, the Bible says that you're not supposed to judge. That's not what it says. It says be careful how you judge because you you will be judged by that same measure. When you place mm-hmm. judgment on someone, you are judging yourself. The only conversation mm-hmm. that you're having is with yourself. So when you see somebody walking, right. like, oh, my God, look, look at that sloppy motherfucker. It's because you feel <laughs> that you are a sloppy motherfucker. There you go. <laughs> You're yeah. saying, like, oh, my God, look, we got on, Wow, I am a good person. 
You trust other people yep. more than you trust yourself. And if that's the case, then you're missing the mark. You got to go home. Mm-hmm. You got to go home. You got to go home. You got to go home. Period. Right. So when that comes from the domestication of you have to, everybody's an authority over you. I mean, we get that early in mm-hmm. life where your parents are your first authority over you and they decide whether you are a good person that is um, has enough value to get their attention or to you're being rewarded or praised for certain things. And if you are a quote-unquote good girl or good boy, then you get rewarded. And if you're not, then you don't get rewarded. So then we are set up to look for that reward system from other people throughout the rest of our lives, for our teachers, our friends, our bosses, whatever. So basically, when you get what you want, when you get love and attention, you're being a good person. When you don't get that love and attention, which, again, has nothing to do with you, it basically has to do with where those people are in their life, um, we don't know what's going on in anyone's mind if they give us attention or not. But we look at that as, why don't they like me? What did I do? What is it about them? What is it about me that I need to fix so that these people will approve of me or like me? You spend the rest of your life unless you are taught how to let that go, which is part, which is what this book demonstrates. Um, we're constantly looking for other people to show us our value by their love and acceptance. Otherwise, we feel like we will be ostracized and cast out um, and in danger of being alone or by yourself because we don't get that validation from other people. And that is the biggest part of our domestication is we learned that we need other people in order to define us, and so we spend our whole life getting trying to get award, rewarded and approval from everybody, family, friends, jobs, strangers. Any attention that we can get means that we are valued and valued in the society um, and never learn how to look within ourselves or even listen to our inner voice or even know that we have one. Because we've been right. conditioned right. out of it. Look outside of yourself. If you're on a spiritual path, if you're talking about spiritual journeys and spiritual paths, and you're still occupied with being popular, then you're at odds with anything <laughs> that you say in terms of being spiritual. You know what I mean? Because you know, any any anything I've ever studied that relates to spirituality all says the same thing. It's a lonely path. And if the world embraces mm-hmm. you, everybody mm-hmm. likes you, that means that you, you ain't speaking your truth. You're not walking your truth with passion. Right. Because it, it doesn't look like right. what everybody else is doing most of the time. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You're going to be at odds with everybody mm-hmm. else because everybody else, for the most part, is completely deceived and thinking that their greatest mm-hmm. good is outside of themselves. So when you're really on your spiritual path, you can't be occupied when you're trying to be popular because most of the time you won't be. All right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Popularity mm-hmm. has no room and has no place in a, on a spirit of You know what I'm saying? If you have not you pissed anybody yeah. off by noon every day, you have not said anything. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. I mean, you haven't no. said anything and you know. <laughs> no. If they don't, if they can't that is the truth. from everybody else, 
look like everybody else and you ain't doing a goddamn thing. You ain't doing yeah, nothing. If you got true. a million likes, if you got a million likes, <laughs> you ain't doing nothing. I mean, if you look at, if you look at a lot of the, that I see the some truth. very profound yeah. things on Facebook, you know, from people. I got people all from all like, walks of life. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and get two, I'm like, yo, that's the deepest shit I ever seen. I ever heard. Mm-hmm. And I have like two likes on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I you put two people fighting on, on there, two Two girls fighting. Then chances are you ain't saying nothing. Right. Or you've had to write. The you... are deceived. It's uh-huh. a small, small, small group of people that are speaking the truth. And there's, there's a small, yeah. small group and of they're people not very popular. that resonate with that truth. <laughs> oh, no. Hell no. Because it's, it's, it's completely opposite of everything that what every, everybody else is saying. Mm-hmm. It's the complete mm-hmm. opposite. It's not, and 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 the spirit of, you know, festiveness isn't there. They're not saying things so million people can agree with it, so it can gain validity. The truth is the truth. If one person believes it, or if nobody does, there it is. It just is. Mm-hmm. Yep. It just is. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and I don't think there's a time on this planet where the masses embrace the truth. In in a, in, 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 in a whole as a wholesale concept, and you know everybody was singing from the same bowl and singing the same song. It's always been a, a, an instance where just a few folks were brave enough to embrace the truth. And it's not for everybody, you know. Everybody say they want it. Oh man, you know I, I want to be I want to be enlightened. I want to be in the know. I want shit. <laughs> 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 I'm telling you, it ain't for the faint of heart. It is not for the faint of heart. It is not right. for the faint of heart. No. If you're still worrying about how many people like you, this ain't your bag, man. <laughs> it's not your bag. Yeah. You really how does this member sound to you? Get down with everybody else. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you got a lot of folks out there who claim spirituality, but they're just mm-hmm. really concerned with how many people... Or you know, find them, find them intelligent, or find them smart, or find them appealing, or gravitate toward them. And then when 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 there aren't enough people coming and gravitate to them, then you start curbing your message. Then you start saying oh, yeah. things that you know mm-hmm. that are more pleasing and more wholesale and more appealing. But the truth, the truth is gritty, man. Ain't nothing love and light about the truth. Mm-hmm. It's everything. It's both sides. Yeah. Right. It ain't just this beautiful right. thing with unicorns and rainbows and shit. It's that, and it's the grit and the dirt and the filth and everything else. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to embrace it all. Yep. If you can't embrace it all, then just keep it pushing. Go somewhere else. Right. You know, continue yep. to be fed on by the mm-hmm. folks who are shit, <laughs> you know, feeding you lies. And there are people that are perfectly acceptable and perfectly willing to do that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Put me back to sleep. 
just like in the major cipher. He wanted to go back in, man. I want to get everything. Just plug me back in. Ignorance is bliss. As long as I don't know, then I'm cool. And there are right. some of them out there. You know, but to those who who want mm-hmm. more, who those who there's an inside of you that says there has to be more to this, and that right there is enough to show you that you need to get off of that goddamn hamster wheel and and, and embrace your truth. You know, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And you got to be honest with what your truth is. Absolutely. I mean, this is this is um, truly when they say it's the most it's the most important because you can't have any of the other agreements or anything else if you're not willing to really be honest with yourself and be truthful with yourself with this one. Um, mm-hmm. right. And you, right. I mean, it truly is the most. It seems so simple and it sounds so simple. Of course, I can be impeccable with my words, and I've always done that. And I always mean what I say. Um, but when you're saying that from ego and you're not really willing to be truthful with your words and your self-talk and how you talk to yourself and, and, and say, um, (laughs) I just got distracted (laughs) and say what you mean and mean what you say, it can be very, very difficult. We've got about four minutes left. Uh-oh, he won't. He's being impeccable with his word right now. So I am going to ask each of you to say what your last thoughts are. Well, I see what he wants. Um, so, Aaron, what are your, your last thoughts? Well, your last I thoughts, did. what do you want people to remember from Be honest with yourself and stop trying to hold yourself to this, this false standard. I mean, good, bad, perfect, imperfect, that's, that's all relative. It's more about your personal relationship with yourself. And inside of that honesty is going to be the complete spectrum. So it's going to hurt at times. It's going to be heavy. And you're not going to go through that if you don't sit with it and be honest with what it is and why it is. And just another thing to remember is that, you know, love and hate really aren't so far from each other. Because it, for many people, Mm-mm, represents different expressions of the same thing, which is a, a bond, uh, a binding spell mm-hmm. that someone has over you. That's when we're not talking about the true love, Ooh, yes. the love of the self. That other love that you're talking about is really just a reflection of hate. It's a, you could say it's even a twin of hate. So um, you actually mm-hmm. are fearing the same thing when you're afraid of losing love, when you're afraid of being hated, when you want to be loved, when you don't want to be hated. It's all the same thing. You need to get back to yourself and be honest with exactly what that is. Uh, absolutely. absolutely. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. 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 <laughs> Sean, last word. Yes. Last words. Reclaim the throne. Reclaim your yes. throne. Reclaim yeah. your throne. Right now you have imposters sitting on your throne. Telling you what to do, how mm-hmm. to do, where to do, what you cannot do, what you should do, what you shouldn't do, and you're taking your marching orders from foreigners. <laughs> you know, reclaim mm-hmm. your throne. Take all of them strangers and the foreigners off there. Reconstitute yourself and live from your yep. truth. And know that living from your truth yep. means. Okay, there's going to be times when, hey, everybody don't like you. And you got to be mm-hmm. cool with that. You mm-hmm. got to be cool with that. As long as mm-hmm. you like you, what else do you need? Mm-hmm. That's it. 
long as you got juice, let's get true. That's the truth. Yep. That's yep. the truth. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> and you can, my last last words is being impeccable with your word, learning to trust yourself and living your truth it means that you can live in heaven in the middle of a thousand people living in hell because mm. you are immune to that hell because you have learned to live your truth. So that is attaining the kingdom of heaven from within, and that's what that means, and that is being accessible with your word. We're going to leave it at that, and the next show is going to be Don't Take Anything Personally, (laughs) which will be huge. Um, So before we get cut off, I'm going to say goodbye and peace, and until next time, and thank you, Aaron and Sean, as always. It was great. We will see you next time. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Peace.